welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Avenging Spirit for the Game Boy. Avenging Spirit was released in Japan on November 6, 1992, in North America in December in 1992, and in Europe also sometime in 1992. All right. Now, this game for Game Boy is based on the arcade game Phantasm, as it is known in Japan. It's also Phantasm, I think, on the Game Boy there. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think I saw that as well. And it was developed by uh, CP Brain and published by Jalico. All right. We love Jalico, the Japanese leisure company. That's right. And, uh, you know, this game is uh, very similar to its arcade counterpart. Mm-hmm. A lot of the same enemies, uh, bosses, etc. So it was a very fairly faithful recreation of that arcade game. Sure. Now, when it came to America, they wanted to Americanize it up. <laughs> got rid of that phantasm name and uh, called it Avenging Spirit. Ooh, how American. And it's <laughs> most uh, well illustrated in the, the two different covers. Have you seen the cover for the Japanese version? I don't know that I have. It's got your cute little ghost guy looking all cutesy flying around. Mm-hmm. And in America, have you seen its cover? I have with the 40s style gangster with a Tommy gun angrily Gr- blasting away. <laughs> Teeth gritted. I mean, this guy is uh, really just firing as many rounds into something as he can. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting choice. <laughs> Very much so, because uh, this character on the cover is either an enemy that you play as or, spoiler alert, the person that killed you. Yeah, it's it's uh, and, you know, kind of tripped me up for a second where I was like, does this when does this game take place? <laughs> Is this in the, the 40s or 30s or? Yeah, well, this did come out in 92 and I bet it's hot on the heels of Dick Tracy, perhaps. That's what I'm quickly Googling. Yeah, 1990 was Dick Tracy. So okay. I'm sure that had a, a, a part to play in it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this game uh, didn't really catch on in the United States very much. The arcade game was popular, uh, popular enough to be re-released on modern consoles okay but it did have a cult following and thanks to that the game boy game was actually re-released in a physical copy not too long ago no kidding for, uh, yeah by limited run games oh okay so if you really love this game there is a way to get a physical copy on a brand new cart Nick, what kind of game is Avenging Spirit? Well, Eric, it is a side-scrolling action platformer. Indeed. And, uh, you know, I guess it'd be like uh, in the vein of Kirby. Yes, absolutely. Because not only can you jump and attack and things, it is a game about taking on the powers of others. Yes. And in a very interesting way. Yes, you are a ghost, so you possess them. Correct. Now, as the ghost, you can fly around in all directions. Mm -hmm. And while you're in ghost mode the you have an energy meter it's yeah the energy, i get them confused it's the energy meter it is yes <laughs> and it slowly ticks down yeah the longer you are just incorporeal uh, and if it goes all the way to the bottom then your ghost extra dies double death and you go to heaven yeah yeah uh, but what you want to do in ghost mode is find the nearest or coolest enemy you can yeah, yeah. Get, get 
anywhere. It's pretty. Just got to get near them. Yeah, yeah. And hit the A button. Yes. Then you possess them, and you get your you get a health meter now, and a varied jump as well as attacks. Yeah, and you have your standard um, one jump button, one attack button. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can hold down and jump, and you will fall through platforms that are you know. Oh, that sh- yeah, yeah. But standard controls pretty much apply. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is the health meter. It does change based on what enemy you possess. Correct. Correct. You can also increase it. Oh, because there's was that the medicine? There's the medicine and the heart capsule. I think the medicine is your your energy meter and the heart capsule is your life. Okay. Kind of confusing. Correct. That's what it is. <laughs> and so you can sometimes raise the life of an uh, enemy you've taken over higher than when you got them. Right on. Yeah. Now, once the life meter is depleted on a character you're controlling, it will die and you will be released from it, the ghost form, and you will also lose a little bit of energy. Yeah. So then you want to find your way to the, like you said before, the closest or most desirable body you can. Now, there are a couple other, um, I guess, items in the game. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. There are keys you have to find. Yeah. Three keys. Yeah. Yeah. And... You need those keys to unlock the cage or cell that your girlfriend is in. Yeah, yeah. And then there is a, on one specific stage, and those those are spread across different levels, actually. Yeah, yeah. And they are missable, too. <laughs> Indeed. And then there are letters in the final stage, the, stage six. That's right, yeah. And uh, they are the letters to spell the word ghost. Ooh. And what do you get if you complete the ghost? I, I think you just need to collect all the letters of the word ghost to open the door to find that last precious key. Oh, I guess I did do it then. Well, it's hard to remember your past lives. Yes. Uh, now, the real draw of this game, much like a Kirby game, is that you have the ability to take on the personas of many different enemies and utilize their powers. Yes. And I will say I was quite impressed with the number of enemies in this game and the wide range of things they can do. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's like, what, 20 something or I guess we'll find out as we start going through them. All right. Uh, And we'll just follow the order uh, in the manual. Sounds good. And what's fun is that uh, as we'll get to in the manual, you do find out what the stamina is of each character Mm -hmm. and their jumping ability because it is wildly different between characters yes extremely different one of the first ones you encounter are the amazons yeah they're a they can jump high and they just have like physical punches and kicks right yeah kicks jabs punch depending on where you're jump kicking if you're doing it in the air punching if you're close up and all these forms, you know, they're they're different kind of, you know, it's it's on Game Boy, so it's not color swapped, but there's different levels of these Amazons and various other bodies that will get a little better. Like you do get some projectiles from these and you know, in later levels when you find them. Yeah. Next up is the commandos. Yeah, they have four stamina and a good jumping ability, but they are mostly all about the different weapons because there are four varieties depending on their armaments. Yes. Uh, what Early on, though, they're great because they do have a really good jump. And, you know, projectiles are always a huge bonus. Always. Uh, next up we have, and if you haven't realized, this is in alphabetical order, not just the order of the <laughs> thing. Uh, the Dracula. That's right. Dr. Acula himself, who has mm-hmm. <laughs> six stamina, a fair jumping ability, but he does shoot a sine wave of bats. Yes. It, I love the little note where they say, Brought back to life after 400 years of really cold storage in Transylvania. Or was that Pennsylvania? Huh? <laughs> uh, someone who lived in Pennsylvania. I love it. 
Yeah. And also who loves Dracula. So I love Dracula. I tried to use him as much as I could, but doesn't have the best of jump. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, following that is Dragon Man. Dragon Man. Uh, this is just a, a dragon creature. You have a, a pretty high stamina of eight poor yeah. jumping ability, but you get a fire breath that comes out. It's it's not a projectile. It's just like a little stream that comes out. Uh, it's pretty strong, though. Really strong, but it's so short. I, I kind of chose projectiles over close range when i could mm, gotcha this guy didn't get a ton of play for me okay i rumor has it though that he they eat way too much garlic i i uh i use the dragon kind of um because you do get a, an interesting a choice of three when you start you get a starting yes. body and i think that there's a dragon person in there and it so i usually went with them well i started with the next guy our traditional gangster Yay. Uh, and this is not like a West Coast kind of thing. No, no. Uh, in fact, it even describes them in the manual as dressed in bad suits and beat up fedoras. Yep. Packing pistols at the earlier levels. The higher level ones have machine guns. And these guys are like middle of the road, long range fighters. Yeah. Nothing. Stamina is not that high. Two or three points of life and, and a low, you know, they're not not great jump, but it's all about the, the shooting. Mm-hmm. Now, another more interesting character in here is the guru. This is a real interesting one. Um, he has only has four stamina. He has punches that don't really do much damage, but you can just keep pressing the A button and fly. Yeah, which is pretty cool on some levels. Like, Yeah, yeah. Yes, long years of yoga and meditation have given him the ability to levitate. <laughs> now, similar to the gangster is the hitman. Yeah, again, three stamina points, but excellent jumping ability this jumping is off the hook he's great and i guess you have a submachine gun so you might Mm -hmm. think hitman is a sniper but or it calls him a sniper but i guess you're that good you can use an uzi or whatever to snipe with yeah uh following the hitman we have the magicians yeah and there's a bunch of these yeah and they look weird. They don't look like magicians. No, it, it calls it out in the manual, says they look like teddy bears when they do kind of have wings or, I mean, ears on their head. Do you do you think these were like tanuki or something in the Japanese version? Maybe. I don't know. Because they, they do look like they have a hood, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, or a, I feel like there's something being glossed over in the translation here. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. But you can get different kind of shades of robes. They have a decent jump and decent stamina, five and I guess seven points for the later ones, but you get a full long range projectile, a magic bolt or whatever. Yeah. Lightning bolts, all kinds of stuff. I I like these guys a lot. I use them a lot. Same here. Yeah. One of my go-tos if they were available. Also up there, the Ninja Warriors. You can either choose for the American or Japanese variety. (laughs) Uh, It's last year's champion. Yeah, yeah. But no, these guys are pretty sweet. Yes, they are uh, they have decent, they have five or six points of stamina, but their jumping ability is where it's all at. You can jump super high and fly past enemies, and I think the you can either get shuriken or some kind of chain thing. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like that in the uh, manual that says, boy, can these dudes jump? That's right. Whoever wrote this manual, by the way, I really like them. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Well, you'll get to it. Well, well, you'll see. Oh, yeah. Now, following the Ninja Warrior is the robot, another one of my big go-tos. Yes, the robot. Same here. It's 10 stamina. Not too great of a jump, but you can shoot uh, missiles, and they're strong and go pretty far, so it's it's pretty useful. Yeah, and I think uh, at some point, aren't some of the missiles heat-seeking? You know, I think so. I Maybe. I, I don't don't remember um, i know someone has some heat seeking missiles and it only makes sense it would be this robot well i do know there's the one of the commandos is the rocket man who has that backpack that shoots a, a homing missile nope, that's 
that's who I'm thinking of. It's yeah, that, it's the the rocket pack commando. You're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, that burnt me more than once because I was like, oh, homing missile, and it's like, yeah, but it shoots upward and then slowly arcs out. It's like, yeah, ah, great can't. for bosses, Bedford <laughs> levels. Yeah, but the robot's super strong. The only problem is his jump is a little weird and awkward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looks cool though. Looks very cool. Uh, next up, we have the slugger. Slugger is weighing in with four stamina points, uh, above average jumping ability. You have a, a bat and you can use it to knock projectiles and stuff back, right? Or no, is it just he throws his ball? Yes. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we have the snow woman. Yeah. She's got uh, five stamina, good jumping ability, but she can freeze you or freeze enemies, I guess. Yeah. Pretty which is fun. Pretty cool. If you think you can handle her, think again. I'd advise you not to mess with this arctic adversary <laughs> she may be smiling sweetly but the icy snowball she rolls away will freeze you in your tracks yeah so i hope this writer got a bonus yeah they that's they're 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 moving in on some konami levels of alliteration and stuff here <laughs> it's true and those are all of the different characters you can inhabit during the game uh now if you do lose your guy and you're running out of you run out of your energy the ghost like we said will extra die and go up to the top of the screen Mm -hmm. and then uh you have to restart the level yeah so that's kind of rough you know (laughs) indeed and uh as far as continues go they're just right you can just keep starting just keep starting as many times as you need to so it's nice yeah Well, Nick, we talked about it briefly before, so I think I've spilled the beans, but how good is the manual for this game? Sir, I think this is a pretty good manual. Barring the bizarrely inappropriate box art at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, uh, you get, uh, it's 32 pages, black and white, no art, only screenshots, but there's plenty of those. I don't know, there's some weird uh, banner art at the top of every page. Yeah, it appears to be a person in a hat, maybe a gangster, also maybe, a, a, and a ghost kind of. They look like little black and white icons, kind of. It's very strange. Uh, right away, before you even get to the table of contents, we got to tell you that it'll let you know why you should join the Jalico Major Players Club. Man, I really wish I would have joined all these stupid things when I was a kid. Me too, man. I, uh, In retrospect, I've heard about all these different like promo you know, newsletters, videos, or weird things, you know? Yeah. Was anyone out there a member of the Jalico Major Players Club? What did your membership slash warty card look like? Yeah, I, I would love to know because I didn't join. So you know what I got? Nothing. None. And they let you know that. <laughs> they do. But you know what this game does? Uh, this manual does is it gives you a whole lot of introduction and story. It does. Like f- almost four pages worth. Uh, it's not that complicated. It's kind of uh, It's kind of intense, though, for a Game Boy game. Yes, you are your girlfriend, uh, Jennifer or Gennifer. I don't know. I haven't seen one spelled that with a G in a while, but they yes. <laughs> uh, basically it starts with her father is a professor who has been researching, quote unquote, ghost energy. And he's a ghostologist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these thugs decide they want to kidnap her to get him to give them the ghost energy or his findings and you try to defend her and are shot dead and then after that your uh, your ghost kind of wanders or is pulled into the 
her father, the professor himself's uh, laboratory where he uses his powers to be like, look, you're a ghost. You need to go rescue Jennifer. And then you get two pages about life as a ghost explaining the fact there's no time limit, no scoring, the goals of the game, how you do your stuff. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, um, yeah. They go over how you go through stages. It's, it's really in-depth. And controls. And, you know, we already kind of blasted through. It gives you a pretty healthy description of all the different enemies you can possess. We didn't mention it, but they do. What's nice is in uh, boss battles, you get an energy meter for the boss. Oh, sure. Yeah. And while you said, like you said, there's no uh, drawings or whatever, there is a lot of screenshots or icons pulled out of the game. Yes, yes. So that that's good. And then what I love is they also give you the little breakdown of all the stages. Yeah, you get a good, you know, there's only six stages, so you get some good descriptions there and stuff. It gives you a, hey, it gives you a phone number for the Jalico Major Players Hotline and a very interesting, at the very end, you get contributing staff, right? Jalico Limited in Japan. Special thanks. Jalico Europe. Jalico USA. Lots of thanks. And I would like to say that this is also just bizarre because you never get like anything about who worked on these games. In fact, we got to thank Jack Nichols and Jack Nichols Design because they're the ones that made this manual. And the writer, Kate Hunt, she's the one. She's the one that made this manual so great. Yeah, good job, Kate. And then, and then after the game testers, for some reason, it says matches dot 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 candles dot dot dot. What is that? Is that supposed to be <laughs> some weird seance summoning thing joke or yeah, whatever? I remember. I, <laughs> it's a little creepy, but you know what? When you give your staff this much credit, you can put whatever you want at the end. Kate Hunt, if you're out there, I, I you, odds are you're a listener. Hit us up. Let us know what was going on yeah. with this. I want to know why are these matches and candles there? And which do you like more, matches or candles? And we just want to say that we here at the Cartridge Command Center salute you for what a wonderful written manual. Yes. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Avenging Spirit? I, I had never heard of this game on Game Boy or Arcade. I never saw it in the arcade. I didn't know about it when it was first released, but I would see it pop up from time to time in best of things. And like, mm. you know, oh, games you should check out for Game Boy or isn't this weird that they made this kind of yeah. stories? But again, never saw it when it was out. And uh, it's truly a shame, I'll have to say. Yeah. Well, Nick, what is your more recent experience with Avenging Spirit? I beat this game. I played it. It only took two sittings, although I did go back and play through a chunk of it again, just just to yeah. a refresher. Um, I beat it in one sitting. Yeah, it's it's not that hard. I, I when I started, I was like, well, as I mostly do, I'm like, I'll just I'll read the manual and then kind of just see how far I can get on my own, you know, newbie. Uh, experiences and I, I got like to the third level where i was like all right well i'll check this out more and the next time i played i was able to beat the game yeah i beat it that first time and then i just went back because i didn't really utilize a lot of the enemies so i wanted to go and try out some of the different guys that's yeah yeah i also i did save state but i don't think it's necessary you know correct <laughs> Oh, 
All right, here we are in the general chat portion of the show. And I would like to start by saying that this is a premise more games need to copy from the Kirby franchise. Absolutely. It's a, it's a really fun, it, it adds an element of exploration to it where you're, you really get to check out these different forms. That's the, the funnest part, I thought. Yeah, and I really like a lot about this game, but one of my favorite things is the sprites in this game are super fun. Absolutely. They're, they look great. They're cartoony in a fun way and very distinct. There's no confusion of what a sprite was and a great variety of them as well. And they, I think they hit that perfect sweet spot of size and fidelity for the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not so big that it crowds up the the play field. And there's so much care taken uh, in the sprites and graphics of this game that I love when you take over an enemy, it like freaks out, and then it the sprite changes into a front facing like wah <laughs> yeah yeah kind of sprite. And uh, you know, some games would just be like, oh, you took it over. But this, they give you that little extra, you know? Yeah, yeah. A little finesse there. And there are some cutscenes in between levels that have some pretty good character graphics there, I thought. With the- Anime as heck. I love it. Yeah, totally. Um, I, You know, and I won't end there with my praise of the graphics. The backgrounds are really good, too. Yeah, they are. There's all, all the levels are, are big and not confusing on where to go and stuff, which I appreciate. Yeah. Now, as far as the uh, music goes... Not the best in the world, but it's never annoying or anything. And there are a couple of tunes that are kind of catchy. Absolutely. I thought I thought on the whole is pretty good because there's only six levels, but there are 16 tracks on this soundtrack. So they're, you know, they're short, but there's a little more going on than you might suspect at first. Yeah. Don't be uh, dissuaded by the repeat of the opening song from when you <laughs> select your character and then go into the first level. No, it'll it'll quickly change it up for you. And I was really surprised at how, you know, intense this story is for kids right off the bat, where it's like, you know, there's no way around it. You are murdered. Yeah, <laughs> you are gunned down in cold blood. And now you're a ghost um, that has to come save your girlfriend. And I, I love any game where you're a murderer than a ghost. Uh, ghost Trick, one of my favorite games of all time. Sure, sure. In that long tradition, uh, maybe there's a third one I also love, and I'll have to think of that in the future. There's a good one on Sega. I- I always think about that we should do where you're trying to it's basically the premise of Beetlejuice you're a ghost trying to scare all these people out of your house I think it's called the haunting or something ah I don't know it when I heard it I was like hey this reminds me of ghost trick but I think controls wise it's it's a pretty good game but they vary depending on what form you're in so yeah and I mean for me I think that was a big part of trying to figure out who I wanted to be was I really wanted someone that had a big jump I mean Mm -hmm. it's such an advantage in all of the levels that oh absolutely it, it makes me kind of like just diss the the non-jumping characters yeah they yeah. don't jump very high when there's there's not a whole lot of impetus to kill all the enemies there's nothing no drops to collect really so yeah i think that's one of the downsides s- of it skip by it's totally cool you know and like we said this is a pretty short game i think you could beat it in like 25 30 minutes if you knew exactly what you were doing <laughs> not much longer if you don't <laughs> yeah but you know for a game boy game to me this kind of feels like it would be one of those perfect car ride games like you know oh, i'm yeah. going to grandma's i need something to play for half an hour well and i would rather have a game that is just fun to play as opposed to one that's we doubled it with filler or you know they it's hard because the controls are awful yeah exactly yeah and you know i just realized uh there's a form that wasn't listed in the manual there's the invisible man did you see this guy oh yeah where i mean that's just straight up you're you're an invisible guy you have a little hat that basically is all you can see and and you just are invincible you don't have any attacks but you can just roll through 
chunks of a level until you run out of energy. What a nice little Easter egg there for you. Yeah. Like you said, it's short. We have infinite continues. So this is this is an easy one to beat. And it has different endings. Yeah, we didn't mention that either. And those endings rely on you getting the keys. Yeah, so you, you can't end this game without rescuing poor Gennifer. Which is interesting. Now, if you do rescue her, you get a bonus to like fighting the boss, right? Final boss. Oh, I, you know, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out as we get through the play, the, the level <laughs> by level. I know that's for certain in the arcade version. Okay, gotcha. Which I didn't mention, but I did play that a little bit, and uh, it's fun. I'm really intrigued with it because I, f- I think that would be a lot of fun to play with with some color or you know. And it's the the coloring and graphics of it is really nice. It's that real sweet spot at the end of the arcade sixteen uh, bit graphic era. Sure. Does uh does it have as many or more forms? Uh, I would say as many. Okay. I didn't play through the whole game, just the first two levels. Okay. But the bosses were identical. Gotcha. folks this is it the level by level portion of our show and we're going to start with level one or as they call them stages the city the city now like you said before the game even starts i think there's actually a a secret select thing you can turn the music off if you don't want to have it on oh okay if that's what does it for you yeah i mean the music's good so i don't know why you would turn it off but maybe i don't know you got your headphones on and it's a little too much for you yeah, or, you know, if you're you're playing your Game Boy out in a public place or, I don't know, even though it has a volume control. <laughs> yeah. And you get a cutscene where the father tells you what's happening, some spooky lightning shots, and then your cute little ghost form is in this little little tube. <laughs> and he says, hey, to, here's, how you, here's how you play the game. To possess an enemy, hit your button. And then, like you said, from the start, you get to choose one of three characters, the Amazon, the gangster, or the kangaroo. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean... <laughs> The dragon man could be a fire breathing kangaroo. I'm down with that. It does look like a kangaroo more than a dragon, though. Uh, that's the one I went with most of the time, or at least I went gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know my love of gangsters. You dirty rat. You. I'm dirty a gangster. Rat. And the city looks good. Um, it's kind of generic in a way, and I kind of like the abstractness of it, where there's like the buildings in the background are just kind of floating in the distance. You can't really. Yeah, see I see the bottoms of them. No, that's that's fine. I like it. And I think to do anything more would be distracting on the Game Boy. You know, it would clash with the foreground. Mm-hmm. And now this area has the mercenaries, gangsters, Amazons in it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're just kind of going through what you think of as the city world. You start in a park and then you're just going up like a scaffolding. You get your first little elevator here. Yeah, yeah. But it's all fairly easy and you get to the boss pretty quick yeah which is a kind of i guess robotic serpent or dragon uh it's in a kind of room where it, it dips down in the middle it's kind of a shallow v shape and it, and it emerges from the floor and attacks you and you have to hit it when it pops out and if you don't know what to expect it can be a little hard but once you realize the patterns and it's not like a, it's a random pattern but once you know where it's going to be popping out of the floor etc this boss is very easy. Yeah, you don't have to one, move far to dodge it when it, you know, it gives you plenty of time. And one shot, it collapses and you just wait for another one to come up. It does take a while because you do have to shoot like, I don't know, 20 times or something. Something like that. I'm trying. It's to- a lot, depending on, you know, what enemy you have or you're taking in there. I took the guy, the jumping gun guy. the mm, Yeah. And, but- and I didn't mention it in the general chat, but I will say that was one of my other complaints is the game's bosses are fairly easy. Yeah. 
That's true. You defeat this guy, and stage one is clear. You get your next cutscene. You've discovered a map and a pile of garbage. <laughs> Good thing you checked all those piles of garbage. Well, this is one thing where the translation is kind of rough because it says, I discovered the map. <laughs> mm. And and there's some points later where they just, they call, they never say Jennifer or Jennifer. It's always like, she is held there, or the girl is in here. So <laughs> The girl. Yes. The girl. Well, stage two is the factory. Pretty high-tech factory, too, man. And we got some new uh, enemies to take care of in here. And to possess, we have our first appearance of the guru, the robot, mm-hmm. and a magician. That's right. And I... Especially after I had already kind of played around with all the powers, this became my robot was my go to and I I stuck with it for a good chunk of the game. Now, this factory is full of, of course, you know, scaffolding, stairs, elevator platforms that disappear and reappear. Laser beams that shoot at you vertically. Those laser beams are no joke. So watch out. And this robot. And I like this robot because the robot is not like a Robbie the robot looking robot. No, it's more of like a futuristic kind of, I don't know, modern, yeah. sleek, sleek machine. And it does, you know, while it doesn't have a very high jump, it does seem to have a long jump. It's kind of a weird, you, you still it's have like a hover. Yeah, you got more, more play than you might realize. And I don't know if we talked, we, I do know we didn't talk about it. Uh, certain characters can duck and shoot, and this is one of them. Yeah, which is precious, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is one of the levels that has a key in it. The key is at the very top of the level. Yeah, there's a door. If you see any open doors, check them out. And then the bottom right is the go arrow, which means you're at the boss. Yeah, and you, you go into the boss room, which is a interesting boss. Appears to be construction equipment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like it because it's not an enemy. It's just like something at the factory that they're using to try to kill you. Yeah, it's it's like on the right, you have a cockpit, I guess, where somebody is driving. And across the top is a pole with kind of a wrecking ball that will slam down on you. And you have to avoid that. You are on a conveyor belt as well. so mm-hmm. And there's a little shield that will block your ability to shoot the the weak point. So. so it's all just about avoiding the wrecking ball thing, which does split open, oddly enough, as it falls. So it <laughs> yeah. takes up more space. Yeah. And waiting for the opportunity to shoot the cockpit. Not hard, especially if you've got someone with range. Yeah, exactly. So destroy it. Stage two is cleared. And you get a cool cutscene of that machine being like exploding. Yeah, it looks good. It appears that the girl yeah. is not in the base. But what waits for you next? In stage three, we're in. This is the city, right? No, no. This is the rooftops. The rooftops. Aha. There's nothing more beautiful than a city at night. The bright lights, the stars, the ninjas and commandos. Huh? Oh, Kate, you won my heart over again. <laughs> Keep up the good work. This level's much larger than the previous two, kind of, and mm-hmm. it, it's a little trickier. It's the first one that kind of you're like, okay, this is, it's got more it's enemies, you know. Four new enemies join the fight. Snow Woman, Rocket Man, Dracula, and the Slugger. Yeah. And we got some good graphics here, too. You know, we're up, there's like water towers, some flashing neon signs. I'm a sucker for water towers. And you definitely want someone that can jump high here because there are a lot of like large jumping areas. Let's just put it that way. Oh, sure. And it's cool because you kind of snake your way up and down from the top to the bottom of these buildings. Mm-hmm. I think, is this the first area, area that has spikes? Uh, it might be. I know there's some disappearing platforms over them. Uh, this level the does. First appearance of your favorite. Oh, the invisible man, the invisible man. That's right. And you can find some there's what ninjas and Draculas here, too. Oh, yeah. 
Gotta love them Draculas. After battling your way through this gauntlet, you get to the boss, which is a giant snake. Yes, it looks extremely cute, but angry. Yeah. So it's a weird dichotomy there. You're like, wow, how cute is this guy? But he's like, I'm not happy with you. Yeah, and there's, so there's like bricks in the background. There's a couple platforms you can jump on, but there appears to be a large hole with what I'm guessing is the end of the snake. Yeah. Yeah. But what does the snake do? Like so many snakes you've seen in your life. Well, it shoots weird blobs at you. (laughs) And they're very strange, organic looking blobs. Yeah. They look like things I've destroyed in life force or, Mm -hmm. you know. And it alternates between shooting one straight out of its face or mouth, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. And then two that then like pitchfork out of its head. Yeah. With a gap. And so you just alternate between uh, trying to stand in the gap and then jumping over the one coming straight at you. And since it's moving up and down as this happens, you have to rely on these platforms to yeah. give you the right place. Now, this boss is the first challenge, I think, you know, I agree. Yeah. It, it, it can catch you off guard. And if you lose your rhythm, it can you can get killed by it yeah but if you keep a level head you get that rhythm down it's not too much trouble no it's it's it doesn't it asks more of you than the previous bosses but it doesn't ask much so indeed you clear stage three and move on to stage four the shipyard which is apparently a base because the cutscene says it looks like i can't go into this base yeah and from the ground (laughs) shipyards don't usually seem to be that tall (laughs) with massive buildings and spotlights and when you start, you did not find your way in that way. You found your way in through the sewers. Yeah, so we are in the sewers. They look pretty good. There's water flowing towards you, some spikes. You've got And that water does pull you back. Yeah. We got what gangsters, ninjas, Draculas down here. Yeah, and our new enemies in this stage are the black ninja, the laser launcher, the white magician. But the real, real challenge of this level is the second area where you encounter the downward flowing water. Yeah. Because one thing we have really failed to mention, which, you know, if this game wasn't so easy, it would be a huge pain in the butt, (laughs) is the fact that the enemies respawn. Yeah, at the drop of a hat, my friend. And whenever you're in these levels with, like, water pushing you back and there's an incline, it is a recipe for respawning disaster. Yeah, so if you have someone with a really high jump that makes getting past it quickly a little, a lot easier. Definitely. Once you clear the water area, then you are kind of like in the sub-basement area working your way up. And is there a key in this level? I don't think there is. No, because then you get, yeah, you head up some stairs to the boss room where you fight. What do you fight, Nick? Is it a a ghost? Is it the schmoo? I think it's a water (laughs) creature. Okay. It, It appears to be a white blob with a human face that emerges from the water spits mm-hmm. some fire or water i don't know at you and it's kind of gross the way it spits it at you i'm gonna be honest yeah well it really looks like it's truly sp- like hocking something up you know <laughs> yeah i don't like it and it made me feel uncomfortable uh so <laughs> avoid that um and then it will jump into the air and as it does so once it leaves the screen more water or whatever is now falling across the the level and you just have to dodge it mm-hmm. and that's it that's all it does while it is comes up for to spit at you that's your time to shoot it and uh you can actually duck under its spit if you're close enough oh nice yeah you can usually get it like two or three times per cycle Mm -hmm. so you it's not hard to dodge those water drops so this is one of the easy bosses as well yeah you can then move on to stage five the warehouse more confusing base talk as the cutscene says it looks like there's a base above here which is a funny thing to say because the whole reason you went there was it was like this is how to get to the base but yes and 
I will say it is a little confusing because I guess you're in the courtyard of this area when you start. Yeah, because you're you're kind of you're like outside. There's boxes and some you know I guess a fence or a wall in the background. You can see see some trees behind it. Very briefly, then you get to a door that leads you inside with into an interior area with some pipes. There's flames shooting from the the floor. You oh yeah, those flames are no joke. But then you come to a, a split path where you have different doors to take, too. You mean a maddening maze of rooms? <laughs> yeah, how many of these are there? I don't know, because I just kind of went for it. Yeah, no, that's it's one thing that a testament to this game was it's, it's just like you can just blunder around. Uh, basically, you do want to like think of what is it? You take the top one and then double back because you'll, you'll come out of a door and there there's another door right above you and the the level will continue to the right but if you double back take that top door you go through a few few screens one has some lasers and that's where the second key is hidden yeah you, you want to get that key watch out though because there's some ninjas in there there's ninjas Lots of magi- a lot of magicians in this level yeah man almost all the enemies are shooting something at you yeah there's no longer any melee here and a new a new deadlier form of spikes you have to deal with uh, later in the level. Yeah, they're moving up and down. Dun, dun, dun. This is one of the first times you can choose a dragon, or you can see one to possess here. Uh, well, lots of robots, the swamis here. And it is also a very long level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is also where the commandos with the rocket jetpacks are. Sure, sure. As well as those black ninjas with that chain. Although, in retrospect, it's... Kind of just looks like a nunchuck. You know? is, is that a nunchuck? It could be. Yeah. Uh, eventually, you will get to the boss of this level, which is a dragon. This boss looks like it's from Rygar. It's like a one-eyed creature. It has like ears and a horn and then a snake body with spikes on the back. It's very... But it's really stubby. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. It does look like a Rygar thing. And it just flies around the room. Yeah, it's not... It around sometimes. It chases you. Not very aggressive. Uh, it can obviously hit you if it runs into you. And it's very fast. But since there's nothing else to worry about, really, if, as long as you have a decent jump and a projectile, you should be okay. This is a great boss for those homing missiles. Oh, I bet. Because you can just spend all your time avoiding it. It does take a lot of hits, though. Sure. Once you clear stage five, the next cutscene, you get, well, you the ghost looking extra cute. Yeah, and you have a, a strong premonition that the girl is here. Maybe you've forgotten that she's your girlfriend in ghost form. Yeah, maybe you're losing your uh There's your something memory. on the <laughs> And you find there's something written on the wall. It's a code, and it's just the word ghost. Yeah. The worst code ever. Ghost. G-host? Mm-hmm. Oh, perhaps that's what it is. Uh, this is a, This opens into a large... What's the final level? Stage six? The hideout. Yeah, yeah. And it's a big room, lots of jumps and, and platforms moving up and down. Mm-hmm. see lots of snow women gurus all your favorites are here and this is a, a level where you as much as i love the robot having someone with a higher jump is very handy here absolutely because you are just going up and up and up yeah and you, you there's so many enemies it's not really worth fighting most of them you know you just want to keep moving and what's weird is the the letters you find you don't pick them up you just touch them and yeah <laughs> they're added to your inventory at the bottom. Yeah, they're, they're just little blocks with, with the various letters on them. So go tag One them. One thing I think is cool is that you do get to see uh, in this level, there's ladders, not too many ladders in the middle part of the game. So if you're the robot or other characters, you get to see their climbing animations, which are way better than they need to be. Yeah, yeah. And you'll probably pass the ghost door. It's in the middle of the level, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's labeled ghost and I don't. it won't let you in until you get the letters. They're not too hard to find. No, they're all fairly easy to find. 
once you're in there, you get the key, and then you can go to the end of the level, which is, I think, at the top. That's right, the third key. And to get there, you go up a ton of ladders. People are shooting at you left and right, and you'll find that door because it has three keys next to it. Yeah, and it'll let you know that you <laughs> unlock the first lock, second lock, and the third lock, and then the door is open. You're in a dark jail cell with the girl. At last, I can meet you. <laughs> Get some some weird dialogue here. It's very weird. It makes almost no sense. And the key is, that's what it is. If you do not unlock this door, you don't get all three keys, then you can just you use whoever you want to. Mm-hmm. But if you unlock all three, then you can possess your girlfriend. That's right. You are Guinefer. And Guinefer uh, goes wild when you possess her. Tongue out. It's, it's pretty wild, yes. And she has a great laser gun. She looks awesome. Yeah, she gives me some kind of like Valis vibes too, like warrior lady, you know? Yeah, girl on a mission, ready to kick some butt, laser gun in hand. I love it. Uh, you go through the next screen and you are at the boss. Yeah. yeah. What a boss. Yeah, you're in a weird kind of high tech, I guess, hangar. And the boss uh-huh. is a uh, evil man mm-hmm. riding a weird <laughs> kind of <laughs> crescent moon. Uh, it's like a duck ship. Yeah, it's like if you imagine a crescent moon facing up and he's riding in the divot. And then in front of it is a little eyeball with duck mouths and it flies around and shoots homing missiles at you. It's got two rockets at the bottom to steer it. And I think little arms or is that where the missiles come out? I think they're arms. It tries to get you. Yeah. At points. And then when it flies up and down, it looks even goofier. That's my favorite. Yeah, it tries to smash you. And there are a couple Um, platforms in here, too. And they change. Uh, The platforms are changed positions. So that's the hard part. You have to jump around on those to make sure you have the height to hit him. But if you've got that laser gun, you can tear through him in like seven hits or something. It's so quick. Yes. And you want to do it. Blast Mm -hmm. him. And you beat him. You are given a really cool, like, this is one of my favorite end game building getting destroyed animation it's very slow though (laughs) it takes a while it is extremely slow but i had a fast forward button but more importantly you see all the lights go out first of these buildings yeah then it explodes then it sinks Mm -hmm. i mean i you never get the lights going out first i thought that was a really great touch and some good explosions there because not a lot of things explode in this game so that you know it's a Mm -hmm. fresh sprite uh and then it says I must now say goodbye to this world. Pretty deep for a kid's game. Yeah, I'm lucky. And uh, <laughs> Guinefer is there standing in front of a beautiful sunset that you know I love. Oh, yeah. And it looks great, especially for being on the Game Boy. And she wonders, was this all a dream as she looks up into space while some birds fly? Yeah. I mean, it's not every day you get a pan to the sky. Yeah, yeah. On a Game Boy game. So it's nice. I loved I loved every moment of it. You get a nice uh, staff listing in not just a, in block format. No. And like fancy script. Yeah, it's it's it looks great. It's really classy all around. Now, if you don't rescue the girl, you get a slightly different ending. I did not watch this one. Uh you, you get the same delightful destruction of the factory or whatever. And then it shows you in ghost form just kind of staring up at at, at the sky and he says, I want the girl to escape. Oh, sad. She gonna die in there? And it says, I hope so, even though I feel anxious. And the, it kind of pans up and it says, I'm blacking out. I'm losing energy. Wow, that's really depressing. And the wind blows. I don't think you even get credits, or you maybe you do, but huh. I don't know. I didn't I got the good one because I'm a expert, I'm a major player, but right. And then you get a nice script, the end, game over.
Okay, here we are in the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this game a 4.5. Wow, okay. I, I went with a 3.5, but I feel you. I loved it. I love the music. I love the graphics. The backgrounds are great. I loved all the goofy little animations, cutscenes. Yeah, it's, it was just great. Not, not much to complain about at all. And, you know, the, the big word here for me is variety. There's lots of sprites, maybe not as much backgrounds, but the same thing with the music. So there, there's a lot to see. Following that is play control. I gave it a 4.0. Okay, I, I just went with a 2.5, but I... I Again, I see th- there's not a lot going on here, but it lets you change forms and do, you I, know. I never felt like the I was out of control or I couldn't do what, what I wanted. The only times the play control was a little frustrating was when it was purposely so based on the character. Sure, yeah. Next up is Challenge Factor. I was a little torn on this. I went with a 2.0, but I maybe would go lower. It's it's very I, easy. <laughs> like I put it at 2.0 also. Um I think but that, you're right. I think it might be even lower. It well, the you know, it, it's short, so it has that going, but there is like the the one kind of mazy level at the end and you could miss a key, I guess, barely if you miss all these obvious signs. It's, it's kind of hard to do, but I it, there's really not much going on here challenge-wise. And finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 3.0. I liked it a lot more than you did. I gave it a 4.5. This gets this going to earn a place in my favorite Game Boy games. Okay, yeah. I, I in general, liked it. I think it's a fun premise. I, I think the forms are, are a bit uneven for my taste because pretty quickly I was like, well, I'm going to be the dragon or the robot most times. Or it, unless I was, unless I screwed up and had to switch. Like, there's certain, some of the forms are so much more less than like the weak Amazons or things that it's like, I, I can I, see that, but I, you don't have to use them if you don't want. So it's a, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a lot of fun. Definitely. And so I'll ask you, as I always do, Nick, should you play this game? I say, yes, as do I, of course. Uh, you know what? In fact, perhaps we'll check out the uh, arcade game of the same name next time we're hanging out. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I'm curious. It is two-player in the arcade, but it is the uh, take-turns two-player, which doesn't count. Oh, okay. (laughs) Either way, this is a game we totally recommend checking out in either form. Yeah. Next week's game is Lone Ranger for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game, get up on your horse, and yell, Hi-ho, Silver! Away! (laughs) A reference for only people 35 years and older. I Probably more for the older than, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was in cartoons we watched as a kid. That's why you would know it. Sure. There's a a little resurgence there. But yes, Lone Ranger. And if you want to let us know, what's your favorite form in Avenging Spirit? You can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or get to us on uh, X. X, yeah. At cart command. Man, does that sound dumb. Yeah. And uh... it sure does. <laughs> hey, let's name our podcast X. Eh, maybe. How about your kids? Have you thought about changing their names to X? But you can also find us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. We love hearing from you folks. Uh, we love hearing any games you have recommendations for us, games you loved as a kid that we should check out that we haven't done so far. Or if you just want to say, hey, you did this wrong. Or like Nick said, my favorite was the fire-breathing kangaroo. <laughs> 
But of course, we must go out of our way to thank the awesome and fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their support that makes this show possible. Without it, we would not have our uh, hosting fees, any equipment we need, mm. any of that stuff. And uh, it is a great driver that keeps us going. We've been doing this for many years now, and we are not famous or popular. But you know what? Enough of you all out there listen to the show, and a few of you give us money, and that keeps us trucking along. So thank you all so very much. We love doing it, and we will continue doing it for you as long as you guys keep giving. Thank you. Thank you all. Thanks. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on. Game on. Sweet. We